Hi, I'm Guy. Hey, and I'm Jose. And welcome back to This Beats It All, a podcast uh, discussions on the craft of screenwriting presented by Save the Cat. Jose, how you been? I'm doing very well, Guy. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, catching up a little bit on movies from last year that are coming out on DVD now, especially all the awards season movies. And uh, actually one that came out quite a bit ago last year, if I remember who serves, Grand Budapest Hotel, when we got around to watching again, uh, about the second time, I think, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, and you're right. I think it came out earlier of last year. Uh, and again, another Wes Anderson movie, and we all know that he has a very you know, unique voice in, tell- in his storytelling. Yeah, he, he creates his own world and the rules that go with it, because they talk about the rules in your, in your story, in your world, and he starts from scratch, I think, with those rules, and this is how it's going to be, and boy, it sticks to it. It's always fun to watch that stuff. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's always fun to watch Wes Anderson, because I think you know you kind of go in expecting visually that he has his own visual, like I said, voice, his own visual sense in, in storytelling. You know, I think it would be interesting, you know, what we're going to be doing now you know, uh, for this particular podcast is that for our, the benefit of our re- uh, listeners is that Guy and I have decided that you know, we're going to read a script. And we wanted to read Grand Budapest That sounds Hotel. odd to say it that way. We're, we decided to read a script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I think it would be very interesting to always, you know, kind of look at the, at the pages, you know, look at the script, where it comes from, and how it, that translates eventually in, into, into the big screen. Right, because this is where he, he creates his world for the first time, is by writing it down. As opposed to, obviously, in his mind, it's very real, but he has to put it down somewhere for everyone else to get that that sense. Yeah, and again, it's always just a reminder for writers out there. You know, if if you know you are in the movie uh, in the movie making business, but don't forget you have to read scripts because you are writers. You know, you're screenwriters, not screen watchers. So it's it's always a good habit to to be reading scripts and know you know, how you know filmmakers, writers, especially the established ones, go about in in, in putting voice on the pages. Yeah, and so we decided we're going to look at uh, when uh, M. Gustav is introduced. Uh, just as during part of the uh, the setup, obviously the movie that the setup beat when we first meet M. Gustav and how he operates. And I think the nice thing about this is as you're reading the, the, the script, and I was reading the script, we kind of go first to that little setup, you know, kind of the because the movie kind of is kind of like a big flashback, mm-hmm. right, where we find out what the story is going to be all about. And you know, going to that first setup, you know, it's all that introduction of what the world is going to be, what the story is going to be. But then when we get to Monsieur Gustave, you know, what I really liked about this is that, you know, his character really comes off the page. You get to you get to know him right away. You know exactly who he is. And if you're looking at the page, you know, you see how um, Wes Anderson writes it. You know, it, we know he's going to be the concierge, right? And he gets a, li- a little bit of this introduction of that he is the concierge of all concierges, right? He's really the ultimate concierge. And we see it right away in how he's doing it in, in those first few pages when he is introduced. We see him doing what he's supposed to do, being this great concierge. He's very meticulous. He's very detail-oriented, telling waiters, ushers what to do. So we get to know right away his job, right? And we know that he's good at it. But then once he starts talking to this, to this what do you call this patron? Madame D. Madame, Madame D. <laughs> you know? and, and the way he treats her, well, now suddenly you get a very good sense of not just what he does, but really who he is. Yeah, you can say you're a great concierge and you can show that and he's doing that great. But then, yeah, as soon as she enters the room, it's like there's a whole new person. And this is who he really is, I think. There's that shift in his character that we are still able to follow as, a, you know, as, as we're reading it. But because we now understand who he is and what, what he's doing. And we get it from right away from the dialogue, you know, the way he's kind of patronizing her a little bit. He's very nice to her about it. But at the same time, he's very direct to her you know, about what he thinks. 
and even just looking at the like the, the dialogue and the language itself as we were talking earlier is that you know the language itself is you know, it it sets us up also it sets up the reader as well to kind of mm-hmm. tell us where when this is taking place and and if you've seen uh, Grand Budapest Hotel you know it's kind of although there wasn't really a specific time frame for it where they say it happened in the year of so and so but we kind of get a feeling it was like between 1900s and 1930 Almost like the, the World War One era, because you know there's the big war happening there as well. So, but you see in the language and in, in, in the choice words, you know, or in, that Wes Anderson uses, is that there's a little, it's a little flowery. Words that he uses are, are very yeah. formal. So it puts you not just because he's a concierge, but it definitely puts you in that time frame, the time era as well. Yeah, the, the language, as you said, is just. I think that gives you even more of an insight into, into who Gustav is even before you have uh, him on the screen because you have to read this first and the way he talks and not just the way he talks in the words, but how he talks, the little asides that he does. He's very um, maybe ADD. Would that be appropriate? To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be, being, being one who personally uh, can be a little ADD myself, I, I saw a lot of that where, you know, there's, again, here we are on page. 12, this is the, uh, the script that was put out for uh, for your consideration back during award season. And he's talking to her about how you know, anxious she is for travel. And says, but really, truly, and honestly, dear God, what have you done to your nails? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Yeah. You know, whoa, yeah, and it was a great, a great twist in the, the scene. Uh, you know, you get that sense that he's his mind isn't you know, it's just right here in the present. It's like scattered here and here and taking it all in, and it's, it makes him fun to watch throughout the movie as that trait keeps coming forward. True, true, true. Exactly. You know, I think that was the nice little. You know, you kind of you're wondering where this scene is going. We know he's trying to, you know, put Madame D at peace because she's yeah. going on a trip, and then it goes, "Oh, good God, what have you done with your nails?" And, and it gives that, that that scene that nice little twist, but at the same time, it gives us that comedy element to it. Mm-hmm. I guess reminding us of tone. Right. Oh, tone. Yeah, exactly. It's dead on tone. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think that's a nice thing. You know what? That's why we we, we particularly chose this 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 scene, this written scene. Uh, which is the introduction of uh, Monsieur Gustave, is because there's so much going on. You know, it does. It just doesn't tell us who he is. It, it, it's a great way to introduce your characters. You know, one thing I always tell writers: you know, when, when the first time you meet your your characters on the page, again, for someone who's reading a script, you know, we don't have the benefit of seeing an actor's face. We don't have you know makeup. We don't have costume. We don't know who the actor is going to be. Setting. Exactly. You know, we don't. You know, so our brain is kind of working a little harder trying to fill in those pieces. So you want to make sure when we get to your character, especially if it's going to be the you know the hero or one of the main characters of your story, that they jump out right away. You know that they capture right away the imagination of, of your reader more than anything. Because again, like I always say, the reader is always going to be your first audience. That's something you've said a number of times, and it's something I try to keep in mind when I'm writing now. Is, is those very good words that that is your first audience. You're right. So so definitely you want to capture your your you know your audience right away, your reader right away. With the characters, you know, if you look at something like how uh, Wes Anderson introduces us to Monsieur Gustave, is that character comes out, we know right away what he's doing, we know little traits, you know, we know his little quirks, this, but at the same time, it's layered because it keeps us, you know, it doesn't take us away from the story. Everything's working together with the story, with the tone, and making sure that we're following, you know, the script. So it's not just actually following, but wanting to follow the script and where it's going to take us. Well, another thing I like, too, the way this is written is, how much is left to the dialogue? There's not a lot of, of action written out as far as to try to force you into seeing him by 
put it in, in a paragraph form almost. It's really the few things he does, the very specific things he does, and then how he's speaking to her, the word choices he has and everything. To me, that's what really set it up more even than just, here's this guy who's very fussy about this, but little scatterbrain, you don't see that. Instead, it, you kind of discover it as he talks and as he moves. Yeah, I think that's a very great point that you, uh, you brought up there. Because we don't, you know, you don't want to sort of, when you're writing uh, your pages, you don't want to fill in all those descriptions. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not how you ca capture your, your reader. You know, you do it through the dialogue. And, and like you're just saying, because through that dialogue, that's when we find out who the character is. And that makes him a more interesting character. Use that dialogue to reveal, you know, those, li those little traits, you know, or, or even what they want. There are, you know, things that they long for, things that they fear. And, and you, if you bring that out through dialogue, that's always the best way to reveal character. One thing I remember reading a while back was someone said, you know, when you go back through your script, uh, you're looking at dialogue. If you took out all the names above each dialogue block, you should still be able to tell who's talking. And I think this script here is a prime example of that. You can take off Gustav's name anywhere he's speaking and you know it's him speaking or Zero or any of the characters because they're each so different. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Another great point. Because that is exactly what you want to do is make sure that each and every character stands out from one another. And clearly, you know, with Wes Anderson in his scripts and his movies, you know that they all stand out differently from one another. And you're right, you know, it, it's it's a good exercise always for writers. You know, when you're done writing your draft and, you know, or making somebody else read it, if you put get a Sharpie and you just run it over all names of the characters, will the dialogue still sound the same? Will you be able to differentiate who your characters are? Uh, this is a great example. So, folks, if you get a chance, uh, find it online. Uh, maybe it's out there from the uh, For Your Consideration uh, season there. But, Jose, believe it or not, we are once again out of time. All right. Again, time flies. It does. We have so much fun. Folks, let you know you can find us on iTunes. Uh, just search for us under Save the Cat. Uh, obviously, you can find us on SaveTheCat.com and stream it. You'll also find beat sheets for movies and other tools there for you guys to use. Please feel free to leave us some comments. And, Jose, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks again, guys.